Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Wellbeing Radio. Conversations for positive change. Hello and welcome to Social Media for a New Age on Wellbeing Radio. With me, Katie Brockhurst, the social media angel. And in this episode, I'm going to be taking a look at data privacy and digital life. I have been privy to some really interesting research recently that definitely set a few alarm bells ringing. And for any of you that have ever had a thought that suddenly turned up as an advert in your Facebook feed, you'll know what I'm talking about. I had a friend recently share that she'd even found some nut butter in the back of the fridge and had used said nut butter and within half an hour there'd been an advert for it on her Facebook news feed and many, many stories, as some of which I've shared in previous shows as well. I mean, some people say that it's a coincidence. Some people say that's law of attraction in motion. Some people even say perhaps they've swallowed some nanobots by accident and um, that these platforms are actually reading their thoughts. But from what I understand is that surveillance capitalism is so precise on the way that it's able to predict what it is you might want. That's why it has this sort of otherworldly sense that these apps are reading your mind. Now, the jury is out for me on that. I had a instance just a few weeks ago, actually, where I was on a Zoom call with some old friends of mine and they started talking about once upon a time ago when one of their parents had gone in to see the wrong movie rather than the movie that they'd gone to show up for and the movie had been the film Eyes Wide Shut and lo and behold we were having this conversation on Zoom and my phone was actually in the other room in the kitchen and didn't think anything of it, obviously. I mean, we'd been having this Zoom chat. I was on YouTube following morning and there was a video in my recommended videos that was for an explanation of the meaning behind the movie Eyes Wide Shut. So I've never Googled that. It's not something I've looked at on my phone and I wasn't even on my computer that's linked to my phone having that Zoom call. So how on earth was it able to make me that suggestion so out of the blue? That's things like that I'm not able to answer. But There are other instances, such as when my PT sent me a message on Facebook Messenger 
asking me to bring my kettlebells to the park and within half an hour I had adverts for kettlebells in newsfeed. Things like that don't surprise me. But things like having a conversation about something with the phone not even in the room and something that's quite obscure on a different owned app, I find that stuff quite peculiar. And I'm still looking for those answers because they say that the microphones on these things aren't listening in and yet, I mean, my phone wasn't even in the same room. But I'm sure you all have your own stories about it. And like I say, with surveillance capitalism, there's a lady called Shoshana Zuboff and her book Surveillance Capitalism, which is really worth reading if you're interested in this topic. But they have so many data points that they're able to basically guess what we're thinking. And I guess data is being collected everywhere now. I mean, everywhere, everywhere. It is the new gold. And it is something we need to become really aware of, in my opinion, because we're constantly just giving away our rights to our data. Tim Berners-Lee, who is the inventor of the internet, is upset by the way things have gone and the power that is held by the few and, and the profits that are being made on our data by uh, these big companies. And he thinks we should own our data and has trying to set up a business where you have these pods where you can own your own data. But I think having an awareness in our day-to-day -day lives of where we're giving permission and as things start to develop over the coming years, because what's happened is in the last year of 2020 into 2021, we've advanced by five years in one year in terms of our adoption of tech. And whenever we're adopting tech, we are essentially giving rights to our data. Now, whether that's downloading the Track and Trace app developed by the government to help the stop the spread of COVID, which has cost astronomical amounts of money. I think we're up to like £35 billion or something insane. And sadly, I believe that things like that have cost so much money because of the data aspect included. You're actually signing away your rights to the data of you being tracked to the company that built the Track and Trace app. And every time you accept a cookie, every time you visit a new website, and every time you delve into what they're tracking, it's really alarming. There's a setting on Facebook that I wasn't even aware of this week that's tracking you offline. And it was showing you what other apps Facebook were looking at when I wasn't on Facebook. And it was hidden so deeply into the settings that I think unless somebody had told me about it, I wouldn't have been able to have found it myself. And I was shocked. Like they were, I use an app called Coinbase to buy cryptocurrency because I'm quite into Bitcoin and, and the cryptos and seeing where that might go. And Facebook were looking at what I'm doing on Coinbase. 
So they're aware of my financial information on some level. You know, are they looking in my bank account as well? Are they looking in yours? Being aware of these things so that we can make choices to the difference is, I think, really fundamental as we move through this next decade. And some of the things that I'm going to share in the second half are some quite worrying propositions, patents, and just an insight into, yeah, where things are going over the next 10 years and how we may want to protect our privacy, protect our data and protect our lives from these spaces and places. So I'm going to go into a song right now and I hope you enjoy it. Welcome back to Social Media for a New Age on Wellbeing Radio, Conversations for Positive Change. 
And that song was called Virtual Reality, which I thought was quite apt for this episode. Because I'm wanting to talk about this as a bit of a warning. You know, we think that these data trackers and this privacy thing is something that we're becoming more aware of. But I don't think that we've seen anything yet. I really don't. And I think virtual reality, augmented reality, and some of the tech that is coming our way is really important that we know what is being tracked and how that might impact us. And maybe it doesn't bother you. It doesn't bother, you know, some people are are quite up for the personalization that it brings. And I feel like there's quite a difference between actually men and women on this topic as well. So it's an interesting one. But as we move through the 20s, there is going to be a rise in surveillance and it's going to come in a number of different guises. And so it's not just surveillance of us and our data and using that for advertising, but it's also surveillance of us and how we behave and our moods and all sorts of things. So Microsoft have actually filed a patent for some technology that will monitor employees' body language and facial expressions during work meetings. What does that feel like or mean for you? And what will be done about protecting that information as we move forward? We've also got things like the digital passport that's being discussed and that our health issues will be then placed on these digital passports potentially, our status as a vaccinated person or not, that kind of thing. Again, what's, how is that information and data going to be used? From a, In a softer space, we've got Spotify and they're creating a new way of recommending tracks to you based on your emotions, just by listening to the tone of your voice. So is this the stuff that dystopian nightmares are made of? Or are these digitally integrated dreams come true? I'd love to know what your thoughts are on that and whether you welcome and embrace this, yeah, this rise of surveillance technology, this rise and role of technology in our day-to-day lives. Because we're going to need to think about this more In 2022 into 2023, we've got Google, Facebook, Amazon and Apple. They are wanting to bring an augmented reality approach to life on this planet with, you know, smart cars on the way, driverless cars, smart cities. This integration with technology is going to be huge. And the thought of these smart glasses... They are set for release in 2022, so next year. And that will be like people walking around with CCTV cameras on their faces. The phone will still be the technology, but actually the glasses themselves will have a camera in. It'll be scanning things a little bit black mirror-ish, if you ask me. And yeah, something that we really need to be thinking about. 
virtual reality too, you might have noticed more adverts for Oculus headsets. And I've noticed more of my friends buying VR sets during this last lockdown. I mean, it's a great escapism. It's fun. It's something to do. Facebook have invested billions into it. And Mark Zuckerberg is calling it the next computing platform. So again, what will that mean for us in the information that we're feeding through into it? And if you look at the billionaires on the planet too, we've got Bill Gates, we've got Zuckerberg, and we've got Tesla guy. They've got all the satellites up in space. From all accounts, I've seen that Bill Gates is saying he will be able to see every inch of the planet with his satellites over the next few years as well. So how do we protect ourselves from AI's spying eyes and ears? First of all, we have a choice whether or not we adopt some of these new technologies. We can also get more informed as to what data is gathered by whom and how we interact with those platforms and services. We can also switch the internet off. We can switch Wi-Fi off. We can switch 4G off and have times during the day where we're not connected to the internet, where we're not transmitting data. I mean, as I bang on about probably in every single episode of my show, getting out into nature is the best thing for our bodies. It's the best thing for our brains, but it's also a really welcome change from being connected to devices all time whether that's the electronic feed you know like the electronic energy that we're getting from our devices whether it's the data that we're then giving these devices wherever we go because we have a tracker in our phone right we know we're as long as we have a smartphone on us we are transmitting data everywhere we go we only need to look at location services on our phones to see that and see how we're just pinging everything out you know and again this can be a good thing but it can also be you know just a little bit intrusive i think so check your privacy settings things like the location services like i've mentioned go into facebook's ad settings and start seeing who's using your data and sending you ads and I'm trying to get used to having a non-smoke phone and going out with that rather than going out with my fully connected phone and just having times of the day where I'm not connected and sharing everything with these big companies in part because I don't think they've been very respectful with us. When I found out about addictive design and I found out about the ways that they have designed these platforms in order to capture more of our time and attention, the, this attention economy that I talk about a lot as well. I don't think they've been fully transparent and I don't think they've been fully ethical. When you look around and just see how everyone is so hooked on their phones. So I think we have a moral obligation to ourselves, to our children, to our families, to each other, to switch off, to have time away from our devices, to be less connected all the time. That's not saying that we don't use technology. That's not saying that technology isn't incredible. I love technology. My whole career and life and business 
wouldn't be without the amazingness that is technology. So, and I wouldn't be recording this and sharing it with you. So we can use them as tools, but we just have to be careful that we're not constantly being by used by it. In the movie, documentary movie, The Social Dilemma on Netflix, which I recommend watching, that showed us this darker side. And it also showed us that it's really important, I think, for the future of humanity, for us to make sure that we have a more balanced approach to social media use, to device use, to the way we're handing over our data. And when you begin to read about the fourth industrial revolution and the Great Reset, I'm currently reading the chairman of the World Economic Forum's book on the Great Reset, and I'm going to get his book on the fourth industrial revolution as well, to understand what this looks like from the leader's perspective. I touched on it in the last episode and I will do something specifically on this once I've finished my research. So just in the meantime, please think about how you're protecting your devices, your spaces and places as much as you can. And think about what, where and how you're sharing your private and personal information with these apps, with these corporations and how that information might be being used on the other side of the screen. So wishing you a wonderful day, week, month ahead. And I hope as always that this episode has served you well. And you can find me at socialmediaforanewage.com. I'm on Clubhouse now every week at 4.30 GMT on a Tuesday afternoon. If you want to talk about any of the issues that I raise in these shows and you want to come talk to me in person, yeah, you can find me on Clubhouse. And I also have a club where I meet with a group of people twice a month and we move through issues around social media. We look at spiritual social media, we look at ethical social media, and we talk about our digital well-being. So I'd love you to come join me in any of those spaces and look forward to connecting with you through another episode next month. Wellbeing Radio, conversations for positive change. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.